it's just it's too wet for me to go outside and work on the chicken coop, which is really frustrating because the door came. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. I literally want to be out there right now. I want to be working on that coop. I want to mm-hmm. get it done. It's I have everything I need to get it done. <laughs> Except the weather. And there was a squirrel on it earlier when I, I was yeah. looking. I was like, they're like running around on it going, hey, what's this for? What's this new thing? What is this? And I'm like, ah, okay, don't like you now. Because if a squirrel can get to it, then it worries me that a raccoon can get to it or something else. So it's the one thing I didn't think about with the roof overhanging like it is. So I'll just have to secure it up a little little tighter. But I'm since I'm not using nails, I'm using actual screws to put the thing together it's going to be pretty solid so mm-hmm. nothing's yanking a nail out of it or backing off of it so i guess that's one way to do it you know and and for it to work and everything and then i really i gotta tell you this is funny i'm jonesing for more kohlrabi <laughs> i really am like i had a pizza today for lunch and i was like i just want kohlrabi i mean i really do I mean, we have the green so i'm like okay i'm gonna saute those up but honestly i think the roasted was my favorite Like, Mm -hmm. I liked them all, but the roasted was just so good. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm I'm there. (laughs) What about you? Man, after dealing with all the things that I dealt with today, I'm just I'm hoping that the rest of the day will, you know, go somewhat smooth. I'm prepared for attitudes and angry children Mm -hmm. because they're going to find out that I'm tired of, you know, being the background character on the parenting right now. Because they're not getting any of their things done, and they're arguing with everybody about how it is supposed to be done, or how it can be done, or how what they did is done. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the logic in this. It's all of a sudden, I'm the one punishing them, so then they don't have to respect you. Yeah. It's kind of like what it feels like they're suddenly just doing. Yeah, so I I have to get back in on some of the punishments and get, you know make them angry because that's the only time that they get it done. Anna gets angry and she gets something done in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Lily gets angry. She may take a little bit longer, but she will get it done. She'll get everything done right because she's tired of being called out. Tabby always has to get her punishment before she takes anybody seriously. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm. they're really about to hate being home because the just the amount of things that I pulled out and cleaned and i still am like oh man you know gotta get this done so that i can go back and you know get everything finished because my plan is to have everything for the kitchen my plan is to have everything that they're supposed to get done in the evening when they're told to get the kitchen clean which includes the dining room and the laundry room and if we ate in the living room the living room table and carpet Mm -hmm. done and clean and that that logic baffles me Oh, I do the dining room, but we ate in the living room, so then that doesn't count. I mean, just you do you have to say wherever we ate. Yeah, and on top of that, I've I've called that out so many times where mm-hmm. it's like because at first it was like, oh, well, we ate in the living room, so I wiped the living room table down. I'm like, okay, did you not eat breakfast and come home and have a snack and do your homework and everything at the table and leave a bunch of stuff there? Right. Like it's still dirty. You have to clean it. Like we have a bunch of people over so they don't have to clean it because people are still sitting at the table and we tell them, oh, don't worry about it, clean tomorrow. And then they won't because we ate in the living room the next mm-hmm. day. And that, like they'll, they'll take every possible excuse to not do all the things they're supposed to do when it comes to the kitchen. And it's just been so frustrating because everything, every little thing that they get told and it's it's not hard. And mm-hmm. that's what's frustrating is that I can sit down and go above and beyond single handedly 
and spend three hours getting everything back to where it's supposed to be. But the three of them can't get it done normally in three hours. It just, it amazes me. That's the stuff that bugs me so much. So my plan is to have all of it done and tell them to find something. Find something and the only two, um, the only two things I'm going to say is anything that's on the outside of the windows obviously doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Because I clean the windows. The whole inside of the windows are clean. Outside, I'm not climbing up on a ladder and cleaning those windows on the outside. I don't expect you to do that, so don't expect me to do that. And anything that I haven't gotten on you for, you can't try to point out because and say that I didn't do it. Because I haven't gotten on you for it, so why would I do it? Obviously. Right. <laughs> so that's those are the only two things that I'm going to tell them. And that I'm going to send them off on their way. When you do the kitchen find a thing that i did not do and that's what i want to happen obviously but i at at the time of recording this i am not done so hopefully we're gonna finish this up and then i can go back to it and you know finish it up before they come home which is still you know it's still a relatively good amount of time i'm just i'm Mm -hmm. i'm now starting to to worry that i'm not going to get it done because i really want to have that so that they have no like if ands brunch of so's about the well you don't clean anything well you don't do it well you know i'd love to see you try to get all these things and remember all the stuff that you have to do like that's what i that's what i want because it's obvious that's how they feel because anytime somebody points something out it's like oh my god like really that like you wouldn't even remember to do that kind of that's how their mm-hmm. attitudes come across so that's that's what i'm gonna prove to them right now is that no if i do it and i do it alone i don't forget anything because I know how to clean the kitchen and the dining room and the laundry room. And if we eat in the living room, then the living room. <laughs> so yeah, that's and, that's and part of the goal. reason that we eat in the living room is because it actually ma- it makes it easier to clean up everything. Yeah. You know, an, an eight foot table versus, you know, a three foot table. Yeah. Of and it's like it just it, it baffles me and, and just blows me away. I'm uh, I, I really am becoming that firm believer in that, you know, good times make weak people and. You know, I've been thinking about is like we're getting close to that spot in the garden where it's like we can just start getting stuff out of the garden to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm literally about well, this is where I, what I've been thinking about. I want to know what your thoughts are on this. I've been thinking about going and getting another cooking set. OK. OK. And being like, here's your pan, Anna. Here's your pan, Lily. Here's your pan, Tabby. And here's your ingredient for the night. You guys have to cook your dinner. And you guys have to clean up after it. We're just going to take care of ourselves because honestly, you handling the dishes, me cooking the the meal and Nikki, you know, um, doing the cleanup after those three of us would be done. We literally wouldn't be more than a half hour. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, they're they're spoiled. Yeah. And so it's like, why give them the good meals? Like part of me, the selfish part of me is like, God, we shouldn't have given them that kohlrabi. (laughs) Because <laughs> that was so good. But at the same time, it's like they're just they just don't by not cleaning up. They're just showing they don't appreciate the work that I'm doing. Yeah. And I mean, and, and you know this and, and I know this when you cook, you cook and, and it's like and you cook. Right. Mm-hmm. When I cook, it's several hours, a lot of work, a lot of steps. And, you know, I have to start at five to be done at like eight. I mean, the kohlrabi was a prime example of that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like. Why am why am I rewarding them for just showing me how ungrateful they are for the things that I give them? Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I, I do know that their grades aren't better. Yeah, you no, know. Uh, actually, no, no, that's not true. I actually think all of their grades are better. 
so we'll we'll go but we'll go over them tomorrow for sure. But I I know that Tabby got two A's put in, and Anna got her uh, physics grade. Looks like it's up to an A. It's barely an A, but it is up to an A. So I can't. So we'll, we'll see. It's just <sighs> we'll see what it is. Anyways. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Stu Podcast on Everything's Afternoon Dive, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time. So, today is... Unpopular Opinions. And I'm sure you have none. You weren't jumping around <laughs> being all, oh, I, these are so juicy. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Are they actual unpopular opinions? You'll see. Okay. <laughs> so, we're going to start with this one. And it is titled, Why I Believe I Could Beat a Bear in a Fight. First, I'm going to set some ground rules. Neither I nor the bear have access to advanced weaponry. Knives, guns, bear spray, human spray, etc. Specifically, a female black bear. I do not get need to kill the bear, only fight back enough to discourage it from fighting, and both the bear and I get to listen to hype songs before the fight. The stats. All my stats I found from bearbiology.org. I trust they are accurate, but I apologize if they are not. Female black bears weigh between 90 to 180 pounds. For sake of argument, this bear will weigh 180 pounds. Female black bears are between 4 feet and 6.25 feet tall when standing on back legs. For sake of argument, this bear will be 6 feet on its back legs. I weigh 220 pounds, 5'11", am well-built, and am quite used to tossing around objects weighing much more than 180 pounds. I've also played contact sports my entire life, and I box. I ha- and the last reason that he puts is I have that dog in me. The fight. In a boxing match, the bear wins as it is much stronger. I would also be unable to run away as it is much faster. So neither of these are viable options. Thus, I only see two options in which I emerge the victor. They would be... that The first w- way would be for me to choke the bear out. I would need to avoid its mouth and paws, but if I was able to get behind it due to its poor eyesight, I genuinely believe I am strong enough to choke it out. 180 pounds isn't that much, so I'm certain that its neck circumference and strength of muscles would not be too much for me to suffocate with my arms. The second way would be for me to blind it. In this scenario, I would be fully prepared to sacrifice an arm, and while the bear is attacking one arm with its teeth, I would use a stick or fingers and my other arm to try to blind it. I am aware that bears have small eyes, however, in a close vicinity, with one arm in its mouth, I believe I'd be able to hit my target. Too long didn't read, I could beat a female bear in a fight by blinding it or choking it out. And then they edited it and said, I have been informed that bears do in fact have good eyesight. But didn't change any of what they said. You're dead. <laughs> you're, 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 you're dumb and you're dead. And, but luckily, no, you're not around to hear how dumb you were. Okay. So l- let me help you out. Because I too have had stupid thoughts like this. And then I do research to see how well my stupid thoughts play out. Bears have muscles in their necks that you and I don't, just for apparent reason to keep themselves from getting caught in a headlock. Their heads are smaller than their necks when they're actually muscled up. And if you actually go look at a bear's muscle anatomy, bears can reach you from behind. You, you, we sit and think like, oh, if we can't reach somebody from behind, you know, put our arms behind ourselves, then certainly a bear can't do it either. You're thinking that a bear is you in some way, shape or form. A bear is not you. You don't have retractable claws on your hind feet that can reach around and scratch your own butt. 
a bear does. A bear can scratch whatever is on its butt, including you. Where are you going to be safe? The bear is also going to throw you. Mm-hmm. The bear is because, again, bears have jowl muscles that are made for crushing bones. They come down all the way to their clavicle. Yes, I've looked all this crap up. <laughs> How crazy my brain gets sometimes. They have muscles that go all the way down to their collarbones, so you're not getting to their windpipe. <laughs> and then you've got a pissed off thing that you've got your arm barely wrapped around because, again, it's bigger, and it's going to throw you. And then what? Your entire premise is based on the fact that you have somehow given a bear a tender jugular anatomy of a human being and they just don't have it. You also don't have the ability to yank somebody off you with your back feet by digging your dagger claws into them. You, my friend, are a dead idiot and when I see you and I see your Fitbit shit out of a bear at the end of the day, I am just going to laugh at that going, I know what happened. (laughs) Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I don't need to add anything to that. I just want you to remember that one because okay. we're going to end on something similar and it'll be it'll it will will come full circle. OK, so that's that. <laughs> so n- moving on. Um, <laughs> this next one uh, is titled Water Milk is the most refreshing drink there is. What? I'm not sure if there's a name other people call it, but it's when you pour yourself a glass of milk, drink it, then immediately refill the cup with cold water without washing out the milk residue. <sighs> so it has all those delicious <laughs> milk particles floating in it. Tasty as a glass of milk and refreshing as a glass of water. The best drink there is. <laughs> oh, there is just... You know what? There's certain things that you just don't do. Like, <laughs> like serious. Okay. Um, my friend George, okay, okay, went sex date with me, alumni. He would take water and he would put it into his uh, peanut butter jar after he got all the peanut butter he got out of it and shake the living crap out of it until he got all the that all, and drink that. Uh, and I'm, and he's just like, what? You like water and you like peanut butter. It's just, it's not no. any different. It's like drinking no. peanut butter. Right. I'm like, there's nothing to that. That sounds good. (laughs) You've really got some unpopular, unpopular opinions going right now because, ew, just ew. Disgusting. No. Water milk. Look, (laughs) name anything like like just ah, that just sounds horrible. Water soda doesn't sound good. Why would you want to water something down? Where (laughs) do you think the term came from? I remember when when uh, Lily was little. And she thought it was a great idea to be able to expand her her Coke by she would drink a little of her Coke and then fill it with water and drink a little of the Coke and then fill it with water until it was I was notable that it would change colors. And it was like and she's like, yeah, it doesn't taste very good. And I was like, she was five. And I'm like, why do you keep doing it? Because it's my Coke. And I'm like, well, stop putting water in it. So, no, I'm, I'm sorry. That I, I don't care how innocuous you think adding water to something, watering something down. Ugh. It, uh, uh, oh, gosh, man, you're really just testing my reflex right there. <laughs> no, no, whoever, no. Oh, please tell me that somebody else went, no. <laughs> no, Ugh. all of the comments are basically like, well, it's a, this is unpopular. <laughs> yeah, that so because... far, yeah, you know what, and that's good because most of the time, how many people have been giving us 
Oh, unpopular opinions. I I think people who you know don't put their shopping carts away are bad people. Yeah, like like that's not an unpopular opinion. I'm not. There's so many people that agree with right, you. That's right. dumb. Yeah, yeah, no, no. This is this is nasty. As somebody that is an avid hater of milk, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even. Ugh, I can't even think about that at all because I despise milk so yeah. much as it is. That you lost me at fill a glass of milk. <laughs> and See, anything you say after that is moot because I love what? milk, but I acknowledge that milk is just not good for you. Yeah, I, it's still just. <laughs> so, yeah, that one's horrendous. Um, this one is titled The Sad Reality is That Confidence Will Get You Much Further in Life Than Intelligence. I can't tell you how many bosses or CEOs and people in high corporate positions I have met that would never hire themselves in terms of intelligence or capabilities. Mm. But they're overconfident. So much so, it's almost fraudulent. And they get far for it. I also have friends who are exceptionally intelligent and hardworking who are still at poverty levels. They think somehow that they will be eventually rewarded for their efforts and their ideas. Sad truth is that they will not. Some confident assholes will simply take advantage of them or outright take credit for their hard work. I believe this is an unpopular opinion because the majority of people I know are in the latter situation or think that that or think that's what they should aspire to be to achieve success. And then they did put an edit and say a commenter made a good point that my use of confidence is really referring to a big ego. Yeah, I I I, I agree with that part. And 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 as far as I don't feel like this one's as unpopular. I feel like this one's not as unpopular, but and I but I agree to it. I agree with it to a point because. They they're switching it up to say it from confidence to big ego, I mm-hmm. think is is wrong. I think confidence is the right word because people have big egos and still can be the worst people on the planet and everybody can hate them. <laughs> so I don't think that's right. Fair. I think it's the proper word is confidence because literally so many people fake it till they make it. And a lot of people have confidence that they're going to fail and go into something and they don't have a big ego. They're just confident that they know that, you know, I could fail or I could get this right. And they work their butts off because they're confident they can do it. And that's what gets them where they need to be. I don't think that it's ego because those people don't have big egos. They're confident about working hard and getting where they are. I feel like you're a good example of that is that if you just sat back because you're intelligent, if you just sat back, you wouldn't have just had everything handed to you because of that. You worked hard and you were confident you were going to get somewhere because you were so, you literally had so much confidence that you were going to get out of where you were. There Mm -hmm. was no, Oh man, you know, I might get out of this. This 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 podcast is a (laughs) primary you know, show of that, yeah. right? When when the co-founder of RSS <laughs> is like blown away at the number of, of downloads and the number of followers and the number, you know, that, that tells you something right there. It's like, you know, so I, I mean, yeah, but there's a difference between like, I would never hire me. And I would never hire me only because... That's be- not true because you're doing our, our marketing. Well, no, but I'm saying that the only reason I wouldn't hire me is because I wouldn't contribute anything to me. Right. I mean, and so like, I think that there's people who make really good CEOs and that's because they're better people, people than I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I can be me and I can be me and I'm, I'm a great marketer. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I won't be, I won't be subtle about that or, or humble about that. I worked really hard to be a really good marketer, mm-hmm. but at the same time, 
it doesn't make me a good people person. And I'm not a good people person. See, you say that, but everyone naturally gravitates towards you. I think that you don't think you're a good people person because you don't like people. But that doesn't come out if you're just hanging out around people unless somebody really rubs you the wrong way. That's the only time that... (laughs) But even then, it's always with good reasoning because 90% of the time, everyone else around you will be like, I'm so glad you said something because that person was making me feel uncomfortable. Or, oh man, this person has been bullied me for the last 10 years and you finally you know kick them out and that's always what happens so i feel like mm-hmm. you don't think that but i feel like all people people don't feel like they're <laughs> a good people person because they assume that nobody likes them and then everybody just naturally gravitates toward them so i, I guess i feel like it's the same thing for me is that everybody else tells me that i walk into a room and i light up everybody's day and i don't feel like i'm like that i find myself annoying i think i am irritating i think i talk too much i think everything about me is just horrendous and you know i walk into a room and everybody goes oh god now we're gonna have to listen to her talk for the next 30 minutes like that's what i feel like <laughs> happens but that's obviously not true because people come around me and for the majority of my life i was somebody that everybody came to with secrets and Mm -hmm. things they needed to get off their chest ranting advice all of that but i still don't feel like a people person not because i don't like people but because i think i'm annoying so it's just it's it's i don't think that people that are good with others feel like they're good with others i feel like they constantly Mm -hmm. look at themselves and go "Ugh, man why is anybody, nobody would want to be friends with that. Nobody would want to hang around that. Nobody would choose to be around that. So it's just, it, I don't think, I just, I, when it comes to, to this point, I just think that it, it just, confidence is true in that if you are working to be confident and you are confident, not like people that sit there and go, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a baddie. I'm going to, you know, I, I can do this because they're not confident. They have to remind mm-hmm. themselves and tell themselves over and over again for them to even have the slightest bit of confidence. I mean, people like you and me that are naturally like, eh, I don't really care. <laughs> like it's not, I have a couple of days where, you know, I have my bad days, but it's the same thing I talked about before. So I'm like, I'm not an introvert. I have day, I have introverted days, but Everybody does, <laughs> even yeah. extroverts. So I'm very obviously, I will talk to anybody if I'm not in a bad mood or something like bad didn't happen to me that day. I, for the most part, I don't care. So I will talk to people and I will say more than I should and I will do it. Like it's just it, for most people, things that I say, if they did it, they would find embarrassing for themselves. But I don't. So it's like if I really went out there and tried and I really wanted to be like a CEO of a company, most CEOs don't need to know anything about their company. They just need to know mm-hmm. how to run it and keep it afloat and not have it go bankrupt. So that's that's pretty much it. And even then they hire people to do that. So it's CEOs are not they're literally made to be the face of the company. And that's what bugs me so much when people say like they hate CEOs because oh man, they get all the money. I'm like no they don't. <laughs> they they own the company sure mm-hmm. but they are literally the ceos to be the face of the company to go for the interviews to go and talk to people and make you yeah. know connections and all of that that's all the what things they're i for. don't ever want to be i have zero <laughs> i have zero desire for like there's people who you know again at apple it's like you know if you're the head of marketing at apple you have to be in front of a camera and i would never want that i would i would never want to be in front of a camera i never you know i did I was a keynote speaker at a, at a marketing seminar and I remember at the end of it going, not a fan, you know? And then like, it was weird because people come up and they talk to you afterwards and they're like, yeah, I was sitting back here and nodded at this. And, and I was like, okay. 
And, you know, and and it's just there's there were two types of people that you'd meet in these things. Right. You met people who were either trying to tell you the one area that you were wrong or that they disagree with you with, which, you you know, because they want to intellect themselves mm-hmm. or or they want to come up and full on agree with you and then ask you for extra help or something. Because, <laughs> hey, remember how I agreed with you type situation? And yeah. so it's like we're CEOs. They have to be like, like Elon Musk can't just look at somebody that walks up to him and just say, can you please just F off? You know, can you just go away? Let me eat my sandwich. You know, it's like (laughs) Elon Musk can't say that. Right. Because he's a face of the company. And 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 the more diversity you add into the person coming up to bug him while he's eating the sandwich, the less he has the ability to do anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, I couldn't do that because I'd be like, I'm eating a sandwich here let me eat my sandwich but i also feel like elon Mm -hmm. musk is the perfect example of he is more along those lines of i don't really care what you think this is my company and it's doing well and i'm gonna tell you exactly what i have to say like i just now he wasn't that way when he had paypal he wasn't that way before he had when before he had money when he was sleeping on a buddy's couch he's that way now because now the consequences of it are much less but still the the magnitude is just something that I look at and go, ugh. Like, I had a dream, and I'll talk to you about it when we're not on the podcast so that I'm not giving anybody ideas on how to compete with me. Um, <laughs> but I, I had a dream, and I woke up, and I just started really just kind of going off on it and going, oh. And actually, I want to see if it exists. Anyways, I have something I need to look at because my brain was like, oh, my gosh. Literally, this could be an amazing thing. So, but – it's it's funny to to think about these things that there's different people and different personalities that are for it. By the way, I sent you the muscle anatomy of a black bear after I sent you the muscle anatomy of a polar bear. So if you look at the second picture I sent you and you could understand why I said what I was saying, it's absolute insanity. What what OP was was putting to that one. Anyways, <laughs> what's what, what's next? Um, This one is. Titled, No One Regrets Their Batty Days Once They Get Older. Mm. I see a lot of red pill stuff around, telling young females that they will live to regret partying, going out with different men, and flaunting their bodies when they are young because they will end up old and alone. (coughs) Excuse me. As a middle-aged female, I have never in my life met a lady who regrets her batty days. Never have I heard someone my age say, Oh, I wish I had covered my body more when I was younger, young and gorgeous. Or, I really wish I had gone out dancing with my friends less. Or, if only I had, hadn't had those holiday flings with those fit young men. Does not happen. Like every generation, this generation seems to think you invented partying and sleeping around. Nope, the 90s and early 2000s were a wild time. Every person I know who dressed sexy, partied, and slept around went on to get married and had kids and is now living a normal middle-aged life with no regrets about a wild and fun youth. Red pillars tell themselves young females will be somehow punished for enjoying being young and gorgeous, but they won't. So, I would like to go first on this No, yeah, please do. While uh, this this is a perfect example of the either one way or the other thing, Mm -hmm. because no, you haven't heard anybody say that those are the women that are stuck in brothels and in prison and in all the places that you clearly don't hang out. Because, yeah, (laughs) just you cannot sit here and say, oh, nobody does that, because that sounds very much like you are completely ignoring every single woman on the planet Mm -hmm. that has been sexually assaulted and goes on to think that it's their fault. 
because that's exactly what happens with a lot more women than like to than anybody would like to admit at this point because that's exactly what happens women go out they get drunk they think oh no it's fine I'll you know I'll go out I can go out by myself I can be young and hip and cool and let me go out drinking and I'll just go and sleep with a guy and then those are the people that get raped and those are the people that get gang raped and those are the people that get and you don't hear about these things because mm-hmm. those people go through trauma and then they go on to just do horrible things half the time. Nobody goes through that, and then it's just perfectly fine. And the people that move past it and are okay after it, of course they're going to sit there and say, oh, well, I don't regret it because they're fine then. So it's like you're really sitting there <laughs> saying this, but that's very much not true. There are two sides to every single coin. Mm-hmm. Going out and partying is not a bad thing. Going out with your friends and having a good time, if you're safe about it, yeah. Nobody sits there after something like that and goes, oh man, no, I regret those days. Because for the most part, anybody that's being safe about it is perfectly okay. So that doesn't mean that everybody that goes out and does that is safe and okay. So I just, I feel like, yes, there are people that are out there that are saying, oh man, you know, cover up your body, you don't want to do all this. Especially the, you know, the Sigma males all over TikTok and YouTube <laughs> Oh, which half <laughs> of you, you're just so full of it. My oh, God, yeah. who are you trying to lie to? <laughs> Sit there and be like, yeah, no, wait, you you can't be wasting your time on a woman because, you know, women are only out there. They're just all gold diggers and they're trying to distract you from what you're trying to do. It's like, no. what? That's, only, that's something people tell themselves, both men and women. That's something mm. they tell themselves when they've been horribly rejected and a terrible relationship where they were giving and not <laughs> receiving anything in return because they didn't have enough confidence to break up with someone that was being manipulated the, the four biggest lies that people tell the four biggest words that make the biggest lies that people tell that mm-hmm. people buy and people believe and people <laughs> use to mold their entire being and the world around them is you can do better <laughs> yeah bull bull if there is a problem figure it out figure right? out your problem i did i absolutely did let me let me tell you something i went from unkempt unclean kind of just like you know whatever and just around in the world to going no i you, you know you talk about fake it till you make it that's exactly what i did right? i decided i was going to like sushi that was the first thing i remember <laughs> i am going to be the person who likes sushi okay i have to like golf okay i have to like wine tasting okay i have to like train rides through the country and hot air balloon rides and i have to look after all these things and i i need to have some quirky weird side hobby okay i'll fly a kite wow on a (laughs) semi-professional level Ooh, you know what i'm gonna become a chef because being a chef is gonna be edgy and i literally thought all of these things (laughs) right and it's like yeah that's that's what i'm going to be you don't you so much bs comes from you could do better no no you want to know how you do better you could do better if you were better oops you can try there you go i want that motto right there you could do better (laughs) if you were better that's that's the way that it works because whatever your output is is whatever your input is is Mm -hmm. literally and i put myself out there and i got really good at the things that i did and I busted my tail to do good at the things that I... You don't see me watching sports. You've seen me watch one football game in our entire <laughs> relationship. And that's because you wanted to watch it. Yeah. Right? You don't see me out there going, caring about concerts, caring about, you know, a hotel on the seas that wants to, you know, rip us off while we're out there. You don't see me worrying about being in a tin can, flying around, flying around the world to see a bunch of things that are just were prettier when I did. 
didn't have to know what the smell associated with them were, right? Because you don't hear me talking about wanting to go to the Eiffel Tower because I know the level of garbage that's around Paris right now, and I want nothing to do with the Eiffel Tower, you know? Anybody who's thinking, oh, I want to go see the Golden Gate Bridge. No, you don't. I promise you don't. You know, I, I look at these things, and I, and, I, and I don't do those things. The things that I want to get better at, I get better at. I now know how to pour cement. Oh, the world is over. Because I know how to pour cement. I mean, that sounds funny, but it's a true statement. I'm excited because I know how to pour cement. And if I know how to pour cement, that means that I can do my walkways. And if I can do my walkways, I can make my backyard start looking beautiful. My, make my backyard start looking beautiful. We're going to want to spend more time in the backyard. If we want to spend more time in the backyard, I'm going to have more of a garden. If I'm going to have more of a garden, we're going to have more good food. If we're going to have more good food, I'm going to keep getting more energy. And my brain's going to keep clearing up and everything. The fog's going to disappear from all the processed foods. Holy crud. Yes, I'm going to keep going that way. So could I do better? Yes. By doing better on my output, you could do better. It's just like such a line of people. And if you think that women don't regret the things that they did when they were whoring around, go to church, go to the single women's retreat and go talk to anyone over the age of 40. Every single one of those women, same story. My gosh, it literally could be, hi, my name is blank. Oh, hi, blank. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i here. I'm 48. I'm single. I have two kids. They don't really respect me. I'm barely making ends on my eat meat on my own. I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to live with one of my kids because no man apparently wants to date me because all the single men in their 50s don't want anything to do with me. Right. What do you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Blank. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a lie. That's that you got an unpopular opinion there because that's a lie. Yeah. I regret things that I did when I was younger because I know that they're going to affect me and my future. A hundred percent. I've talked about it. I was in the drug world. I was a horrible person. I don't brag about those things. I regret those things. I regret the crap that I did. The only pride I take is that I got out of it. Not you don't ever hear me talking about stories about about when I was when I was running, or uh, you know the crap that I was doing, and me being just so proud of how good I was at it. Da, da, da. No, I'm proud that I got out of it, that I got out of it alive, that I got out of it with all four of my extremities. You know, so it, it that's just that's a lie that's a lie that young people tell themselves now is that cuz they don't know what it is to be 48 a single mom with two kids living in a trailer park home mm-hmm. and trying to find a single man who sees any benefit in you whatsoever mm-hmm. you know and the same thing on the other side guys so don't think you're immune to it either yeah so the first time that you catch something that you can't get rid of your world's done yep all right so what do you got next uh, this one is titled, If you catch a ball at a baseball game, you shouldn't be bullied into giving it to a child. The videos are cute. A fan catches a home run or a foul ball and immediately gives it to a small child. Now it has become expected, and adults will have their kid come and try to get the ball. Mm-hmm. F that, I've never caught a ball at a baseball game, and I and I go a lot. If I catch one, your kid's not getting it. 
hundred percent agree with that. I don't even <laughs> I don't even go to to any kind of games, mm-hmm. sports related games. I just think that's so dumb. Yes, oh my goodness, your kid is this beautiful, adorable little child that that you know all they ever wanted was to catch a ball at a game. They can continue going for the rest of their life and trying, mm-hmm. just like the rest of us. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, I'm if, sorry, if little you... Timmy. If little Timmy <laughs> comes up to me and he's on dialysis and he's there and I've got a baseball in my hand and he reaches his hand out, I'm gonna be like. <laughs> I just, you know, people sit there like, oh, that makes you a horrible person. Like, you know, you've you've had your life to live. Mm-hmm. This kid, I'm like, I don't care. It's not my child. I'm not responsible for right. this living being in any way, shape, or form. And, and your I'm kid isn't going to appreciate it anywhere near as much as I am anyways. Your kid's yeah. going to be like, ooh, ah, and then in two days, they're going to be over and onto that. How do I know? Because video games. Okay? <laughs> so, like, seriously, it's it's where, you know what, an adult gets something like that, that's a story. That's a story that's like, hey, what's with that baseball that's sitting up there? Oh, yeah. You know, even if the story is, oh, I saw that ball. That was the one where you refused to give it to that kid that was holding the IV. Yeah. You're a dick. Yeah, but that's my ball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I just people that if if you think that because somebody didn't do something like for the sake of whatever it may be that this literally being entitled Mm -hmm. because you think if a parent sends their child over to go, oh, hey, yeah, you saw that they caught the ball. Why don't you go ask them if you can have it? Uh-uh. Yeah. No. I could not even imagine doing that. There's no world where I would tell Lily, Tabby, or Anna mm-hmm. to go to somebody else that, you know, rightfully had their perfect chance in the world to get something and try to take it from them. <sighs> yep. It's not in their place. They weren't sitting there. The chances weren't there for them. It's a one in a million chance to be able to have that. And mm-hmm. if you're going to put your entire you know child out there because chances are you're not doing it for the kid if you're sending your kid over there you're doing it for yourself (laughs) so yeah no i just i i could not even imagine if somebody did that i would be so angry because i would be like oh i'm sorry no and then i would just stare at the parent Mm -hmm. like you really let your kid come over here knowing that oh if they did it'd be cute and adorable but you would have the ball not the kid the kid go, is yep. going to take it and be, oh, my gosh, look at I got a ball. Oh, my goodness, I'm so happy. And then they're going to lose it or they're going to put it somewhere and they're never going to touch it Or they're going to use it. Yeah, or they're going to play with it because it's a ball. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I just, ugh. There's no world where you should be expected to do something because it's nice. Mm-hmm. That's not how the world works. That's never been how the world works. You, There are people that do nice things, but they don't have to. You're not obligated right. to be a nice person. If that's how the world worked, the world would be very broken. <laughs> because that's mm-hmm. not how the world works. So anyways, that's that's my two cents on it. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I'll, I'll just say this. Look, the, the truth is, is, the more I think about it, I would probably give the kid the ball. And then I would resent it. You know, but I part of part of me is like because the parent like how is that an accomplishment for you to your kid? Mm-hmm. That's that's probably the only thing that would sit with me on this. So, yeah. OK. So anyways, <laughs> this one is titled I didn't ask to be born is a solid argument. This sentence is a cliche of the stroppy, unreasonable teenager. Actually, it's a damn good point. Kids deserve unconditional respect, care, and love from their parents. Parents should get that too from their kids, but not automatically and unconditionally. It's not a duty. It should come from natural gratitude and appreciation. Go ahead. Go ahead. I agree with this to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you're right. When you're born, no, nah, you did not ask to be born. <laughs> you didn't ask to be here. I didn't ask to be here and be mm-hmm. a part of this particular family and do all the things that this family does and, you know, grow up in this world that I grew up in. I didn't ask for any of that. I didn't ask to be riddled with bladder infections the entire first half of my life because right? my parents didn't know how to tell me to drink more water. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't ask for any of that at all. I did not ask for the health problems that I grew up with because they were too lazy to figure it out on their own. I didn't ask for any of that. But you know what? Growing up, after you're about, you know, you reach like 14, 15. If you're treated horribly your whole life, then yeah, you you don't know them anything. But if your parents have Mm -hmm. taken care of you and done their damnedest to make sure that you have a good life or that you don't know the level of broke or poor that you are or anything like that. Yeah. They do reserve it. They do have the right to have some respect and unconditional love on that aspect. It literally depends, and it varies from situation to every single situation. Mm -hmm. There is no world where the same kind of thing, if somebody that's got all the money in the world treats their kid the same way as somebody that has nothing, obviously there's a problem there. (laughs) Because if they're doing all the things that they're doing and it's lazy for the amount of money that they have and they're not doing anything to try to improve your character, they're just straight up lazy and never wanted to be a parent then obviously they're not trying then somebody that's putting in the same amount of effort to give that kid the same level that that per that rich family has Mm -hmm. like obviously those are two very different scenarios with the same different like the same way that the kid's being treated so it it just it literally depends and there are so many little things that go into that but yeah yeah for the most part factors it's just like okay that could change the dynamic and the way you'd answer it 100 percent. so yeah yeah. for the most part that is a solid argument you didn't ask to be here. Sure. <laughs> Nobody's asked to be here. But that's everybody. The parent didn't ask to be there. But the parent, for the most part, in a lot, you know, more situations than not. So, again, not 100% one way or the other. For the most part, the parent did want you there. At one mm-hmm. point or another, that parent decided to keep you. <laughs> so, yeah. th- they made that decision at that point that they were going to raise a child. And if they do everything in their power to make sure that the child tries, they try everything they can to make sure that child is normal and has a good life then yeah, they deserve unconditional love and respect. Uh, Respect is one of those things that bugs me the most because respect goes both ways. Mm -hmm. And there are, once you get to a certain age, a certain level of maturity and understanding of the world, yes, you are required to respect your parents. When you're 18, you can leave. You can get out and go and do whatever you want to do. But once you have an understanding of the world, in my eyes, you are required to respect your parent Mm -hmm. because you aren't out on the streets because of them. So even if it's the bare minimum, they barely make sure that there's food on the table and they barely make sure that, you know, everything you have is good. And that still demands a certain level of respect. I'm not saying that you have to go out of your way to say all of your manners and give them extra things and provide presents for their birthdays and Christmas and all that. I'm just saying that to a point, you don't just get to go beating up your parents and talking all the mess about them all the, all the time, 24-7. They never do anything right because the thing that they're doing right is making sure that you're not on the street. Yep. Even if it's not even on purpose, you're still there and not on the street or in a home with a bunch of other kids that have the same issues. You, There's still respect that has to be there. So it's just, it, and again, it still varies situation by situation. So I think that mm-hmm. saying an all or nothing that I didn't ask to be here is a solid argument for every single child is not true. But it is still something that in a lot of cases is perfectly valid. <laughs> because, yeah. I, I, but the way that I look at it is by the time that you can un- say that statement and understand what you said, it's not a solid argument anymore because you understand the world. So 
if you have, you know, five, six, seven year olds running around saying that, then yeah, it's true because they don't know, they don't understand it, but it's a true statement for them. But once you're 13, 14, 15, 16, you can't really say that because you've been there, you're alive, you're not dealing with any horrendous life things that have nothing to do with you. Like, yeah, it's so it's just, yeah, that, that one's hard to put in a all or nothing mm-hmm. kind of statement like that. It's not a solid argument for kids that are being given the world and just don't care <laughs> because they didn't get that one thing or they have to go clean something or, you know, they're responsible for a pet that they begged for. Like, I just, things like that. Like, well, I didn't ask to be here. You're right. You didn't, but you sure do want your own room. So if you want that room, you should probably keep it clean. <laughs> like, I just, I could see a child saying that because they saw it somewhere on the internet and, you know, I'm going to repeat that because it's true and mm-hmm. I'm edgy and cool. And I, you know, talk back to my parents <laughs> because I would know we have three of them living with us right now. Mm-hmm. so so yeah that's that's my two cents on that you got anything dad no i you like <laughs> covered covered it so no you you did good go okay what's next okay um this one <laughs> this one i thought was funny uh it's titled wearing shoes inside your house is filthy literally have argued with grown men about how they're not allowed to wear shoes anywhere in my home regardless of there being hardwood flooring or not get your little shoe covers I, that is really an unpopular opinion, and they put that in the right place because what the heck? I hate that there are people on this planet that think they can keep all levels of dirt and grime out of everywhere in their home. I'm like, I want to know, does this person have a pet? Right. Do they put shoes on their pet every time their pet goes outside? Like, I need to know these things. Do you have Do you have a triple activated HEPA filtration system that operates right. through your entire house and and literally are all of your windows medically sealed and properly right. medically sealed? Every, and you never do, leave. Do you have an immunocompromised you know deficiency so that because hey you know what cool I'm just not going to come to your house right I, I guess mean I like just don't literally get that. that's that's where it is it's like. We get people, it's like they come to our house that, are, that I'm like, mm, you're dirty. Okay, sit on our couch. And by the way, my couch set was how much? Expensive. It was $12,500. And I tell people, like, just come and sit. You're, you're good. That's what my living room set was. But it's like, that's, that's what it is. It's the, we get these things because we want people to sit on them and enjoy them and enjoy us and enjoy being with us and spending time with us. You know, to, the thought of, Ugh, did you just go outside? Did you just come back in without like putting on new booties? Yeah, I you just know? I it's it's such a weird thing to me. I understand people being protective over like their bedrooms because I get that. That is your place where you get to go and relax and chill and lay in your bed and everything like that. Like I understand that. I don't lay in my bed with the same clothes that I wore going out and doing things out in the world because that's weird. I'm not going to sleep in that when I'm naked sleeping in my bed mm-hmm. being covered in the things that I, you know, I, if I go out and I sit down on something that's public i go eat at a restaurant i'm not gonna turn around come home and go sit on my bed like that's weird and that's a little gross to me but shoes in the house come on right <laughs> you're never gonna get rid of all of the dirt off your floors hardwood or carpet it doesn't matter now if you're talking about people coming in and it's raining outside and you have carpet flooring then yeah take your damn shoes off what <laughs> you're not gonna trail mud into my mm-hmm. house but if it's a normal day it's dry their shoes are clean for the most part besides it being outside like i feel like people re- that this is another one of those so far f- removed from the fact that we live on the planet earth and everything you have in your house came from somewhere 
that eventually down the line came from something that has that's nature like (laughs) people will sit there and be like oh my gosh you know dirt can't can't have any of these things touching any of these things in my in my house oh my gosh your shoes have to be off when you come Mm -hmm. inside and i'm like okay so are you gonna get on them about making sure they take that one shoe off step inside take the other shoe off step inside make sure that they haven't walked around their house that they walk in their shoes on with those socks yeah. on all over are they gonna have to go scrub their feet before they're allowed to walk on your floor because at that uh, point it just it here, literally makes no sense here it is just don't have people over <laughs> you're you're not the right person to have people over because you know what i hate to tell you this there's gonna be people that come over to your house and use your bathroom and not wash their hands <laughs> i know I know this is scary, but I know, you know how I know this happens because I had a condo, a four bedroom, two bath, two story condo. It was 2,200 square feet and I had people over for a party and I had forgotten that I had replaced the sink in the guest bathroom and not turned the water back on after (laughs) I replaced it. So nobody washed their hands. So the entire party until about 9 30 now at this point there had been at least two lines in my bathroom wait for people waiting to use that bathroom it wasn't until 9 30 somebody said hey the water's not working in your bathroom oh let me go turn that on turn that on and then realize that half of that party had used that bathroom and nobody noticed that the sink wasn't working (laughs) or they noticed and just didn't care (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one, I'm curious to see what you have to say about it because I, I'm not in the big, huge, big boy working world. So this one's titled, LinkedIn is just a circle jerk of professionals, quote unquote, humble bragging about themselves to each other. Most of the time, it's either thinly veiled or not even veiled at all. It's so fucking cringe. It's difficult to call people out on their bullshit there because, of course, you want to maintain a semblance of of appearing a professional. The only reason I joined was because I lost my job and I needed to cast a wide net to find something quickly. I hate LinkedIn. And then they added two edits. The first one said, forgot to add that often the humble bragging isn't even work or career related. And then the second one is to be clear by humble bragging. I'm not referring to people talking up their skills, qualifications, uh, work history or career goals. That's normal for uh, looking for a job slash CV stuff, which I admitted to doing above. I'm referring more to the the posts people make. It seems the majority of you knew this, but I thought a little clarity would be nice. And to those of you saying that's not unpopular, OP, yes, I can see that now. I wasn't aware this many people thought similarly. It's nice to know I'm not alone in thinking this. Okay, so LinkedIn is like Facebook is really the best way I can say this. You're going to be whoever you want to be. Facebook, Instagram, and those. And are there fake uh, people on, you know, on LinkedIn? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, I have an alumnus group, a Sac State, a, a Sac State alumnus group, right? In order to be a part of that group, you have to actually send a copy of your diploma. Okay? Or your, your last year transcript. There's another group that's a, a CSUS group that has thousands more people on it than I do because anybody could tell anybody in there and wanted and just request to join the group. And I didn't allow that. Now I've just closed the group because I'm like, "Mm, now the group just sits there and the people who are in it are the people who have sent over their credentials. Because remember I told you before you could lie right and left on your resume 
and it's not illegal. Mm-hmm. Remember we had that discussed that that was like what blew your mind about that, right? Mm-hmm. Um same thing on LinkedIn. There are people and yeah, it's it's they're not humble bragging like the, they make up jobs that they never freaking had with companies <laughs> that never existed or my favorite ones are when they make themselves employees in their own company. Like <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, look, with SIA, I was the CMO because it didn't matter. Titles just didn't matter. I was my company, but I was ahead of marketing as far as people were concerned, right? And I had people that I had to talk to and that, that tell what was going on with the business, but but I never lied. But it was hilarious because I had found somebody who claimed that they worked for me as the senior VP of marketing <laughs> for for SIA. And I was like, no, you weren't. <laughs> I'm like, you, were, you weren't even a full-fledged account manager. You didn't even make it past probation. Who the hell is it? I had to look them up to make sure because I was like, yeah, this, hey, guys. Oh, yeah, no, he didn't make it. Yeah, oh, that guy was, oh, that was the guy that came in and microwaved fish. Oh, now I remember him. You know, people can say whatever they, they want on LinkedIn. Like, I don't update my LinkedIn and do a lot of stuff on my LinkedIn because I just don't care. And, you know, it's it's, I don't care about the swag and this way and uh, and i feel like the more people you know what i feel like it is i feel like linkedin in a lot of ways is is a sorority boys room the bigger a guy talks about it being the smaller it actually ends up being you know so would you say because somebody somebody commented and it was like this is literally like every single linkedin post ever i was walking down the street yesterday and a stray dog asked me for treats i told him to screw off i had a big company interview the next day at a multinational company i walked into the final interview and who was there the The dog dog. sharing this with my network hashtag stay humble right yes (laughs) i that crap is so oh you know i found out okay so one of my most uh i had an account manager and I'm not gonna sh- I'm not gonna share her name because she really just rubbed me the wrong way, and she was like this I'm this most ethical person and da 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 and this and that and this and that and this and that. Found out that she was cheating on her husband. She would get out of work. She would tell her husband she had a mixer to go to, and she was cheating on him on the regular basis with her stepdad, and. <laughs> And got busted to the point that the police were involved. Oh, my God. And, you know, and never showed up again to work. But, yeah, it it baffles me how it's like, no, just, you know what? I say it all the time. I'm a horrible person. I am an absolute horrible person. And you know what? Saying I'm a horrible person actually makes things a little less, you know, I don't feel like I'm going to get caught doing something I'm not supposed to do. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, nah, I'm evil. I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm you know, but yeah, no, I, I agree that kind of crap. You know, this guy cut me off today and, and I didn't say anything, but then I found out, I said, you know, you know what the funniest inter- job interview I ever had was, mm. was a guy who showed up to his interview with a four pack of beer mm. in a paper bag. The guy had a four pack of beer. You know how I know he had a four pack of beer mm. because it looked like a paper bag with a six pack that was missing a couple and he asked to use the bathroom in the middle of interview me interviewing him which is just really weird when you're being interviewed and asked to use the bathroom which i understand my interviews were about a half hour 35 minutes long right because i had a bunch of questions asked but he went and when he left i was like i gotta know because i swear to god i'm smelling beer and i opened up that bag and i looked in that bag and sure as heck it was very obvious 
The guy couldn't hold his beer. He had to pee because he drank two beers before the interview. But you know what? I hired him. And he actually did really good. <laughs> but it was the funniest thing because like three months later, we were sitting there talking. He was out of his probationary period and everything was good. And I said, hey, you guys want to hear about this funny job interview I had? And called him out right there. And he blushed red. But no, like these people that like do these whole, oh, I'm so blah and so great. I'm like, no, nah, we all cut people off. Whatever. Anyway. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so we've we've reached the, the last post. Okay. You remember the first one, loud and clear. The bear? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. fight a bear, and I sent you the picture of a yes. bear's muscles. So this one is titled, Why I, a black bear, 21 female, <laughs> believe I could beat a human in a fight. Hell yeah. First, I'm going to set some ground rules. Neither I nor the human have access to advanced weaponry. Short pointy sticks, boomsticks, that bad smelling spray thing, bear co, patented human spray, etc. Specifically, a 220 pound, 5'11, well built male human, quite used to tossing around objects, weighing much more than 180 pounds, who has also played contact sports his entire life. I do not need to kill the human, just take out all of their organs and cause massive bleeding. Both the human and I get to listen to human growl music before the fight. The stats. All my stats I found from Pornhub.com. Mm-hmm. I trust that they are accurate, but I apologize if they are not. As mentioned, specifically a 220-pound, 5'11", well-built male human, quite used to tossing around objects, weighing much more than 180 pounds, who has also played contact sports his entire life. I weigh 180 pounds and I'm six feet tall. I have eaten five large dogs and have the those dogs in me, as humans may say. The fight. In a boxing match, I win, as I am much stronger. They would be unable to run away, as I am much faster. Neither of these are viable options. Thus, I only see two options in which they emerge the victor. The first way would be for them to choke me out. They would need to avoid my mouth and paws, but if they were able to get behind me due to my poor eyesight, I know we have good eyesight, but I had another guy try to fight me last year, and he tried poking my eyes out while we fought, and it hasn't really been the same since. I absolutely mauled that guy, though, lol. I would have (laughs) to have a very thin neck and not think of retailing against this or retaliating against this as at all, even though I can kill him with a single swipe. The second way would be for them to blind me. In this scenario, they would need to be fully prepared to sacrifice an arm, a leg, their testicles, two eyes, a nose, half an ear, their scalp, a kidney, and their lungs. Well, and while I'm attacking them, they would use sticks or fingers to try to blind me. I am aware that I have small eyes. However, if they really concentrated while I was having a nice liver breakfast, I believe they might be able to hit their target. Too long didn't read. I could beat a human in a fight, but if they could blind me or choke me out, I'm absolutely dead. Edit. I have been informed that humans cannot, in fact, live without their lungs. <laughs> oh, please give that one karma. <laughs> that is, uh, that's great. That's and a, that's then, a... from the mods, the mod team sides with the bear on this one. We approve. There you go. <laughs> you are not going to beat a bear, people. This post, the, the fact that this you know, has a bear riding the post is more plausible to me than that man mm-hmm. being able to beat a bear in a fight. <laughs> so yeah, I really wanted to, to end on that one because I saw that one first and I was like, what is happening? And then I kept scrolling and then I saw the original one and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this, is, this yeah. is too great to not read. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of, a lot of fun, interesting, unpopular that, opinions That was today. awesome. That was awesome. I was just straight out. I'm, I'm dying. I'm, I'm literally just, I'm inside hurting <laughs> at that one. That was so great because you got me perfectly worked up on that first one. I'm like, uh, come on, man. We're, we're people. There's, there's, 
there's a point where anybody who studies and I don't know I don't even remember why I studied bear anatomy. I think it was because I literally thought one day I bet I could wrestle a bear to the ground. And then I looked and I found out that anything bigger than a cheetah, I'm going to lose. <laughs> you know, and just like the cheetah's gonna hurt me yeah. on the way out. But I can beat a cheetah. I have no I have confidence I can beat a cheetah. Everything nope, hyena, nope, mountain lion, nope, cougar, <laughs> nope, which are the same things as mountain lions. Nope. Excuse me, a full fo- a full on wolf? Nope. Fox? Yeah. Well, the fox isn't gonna fight me. The fox is gonna bite my ankle until I'm <laughs> dropped down on the ground. It's gonna keep going, and you know the, that kind of stuff. You know, a baboon? Uh uh-uh. uh. Monkeys? N- n- probably not. Chimpanzee? Oh, definitely not. You know, silverback yeah, gorilla? Ones, I'm a dead those mo. Those always make me laugh when people think they could beat any kind of monkey in a fight. Right? No, like, monkeys, monkeys are, are ridiculous. Because yeah, sure, if you're gonna take on one little monkey, mm-hmm. sure. But those little monkeys are never alone so right. i want to know a scenario that somebody really thinks they're going to take on one little monkey and live because the rest of them are going to come even if even if you win your life is going to be forever altered like if you walk into a room and there's one monkey sitting at the end of the bar <laughs> and your, your life is still but if you ever watch gosh darn it i should have just left it, it right there <laughs> just you just saw a monkey at the end of the bar with a shot glass and eyeballing you as you walk in and you're like oh it's on. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> don't forget to hit that follow button. Know whatever you're listening from. Like our podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all of that in our link tree in the description. And be sure to give our website a visit. Stupid podcast on everything.com. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.